Hello, and welcome to the Life Center Podcast. We're a church in Tacoma, Washington that exists to inspire our community to love and follow Jesus. To find out more about what's going on at all of our campuses, you can download the Life Center app, interact with us on social media, or visit lifecenter.com. Let's jump into this week's message. Thanks for listening. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's good to see you. Thank you so much for joining with us tonight, either online or in person. Uh, You know, tonight we're going to have an incredible opportunity to hear from somebody who's near and dear to my heart as we talk about thankfulness. And before we get there, I just want to express gratitude from myself and on behalf of my family. Thank you for your prayers, for those who've been praying for us. It is so good to be out of quarantine and uh, up and moving around, thankful for God's hand on our lives. You know, there's a question that I want to begin tonight. And it's simply this, what is the goal of gratitude? What's the goal of gratitude? And I I had this thought this week as I was preparing and uh, talking with somebody who I'm going to be interviewing here in just a moment. But I found myself reflecting that I feel like many of us, we approach thankfulness a little bit like how my kids approach eating their vegetables. (laughs) What I mean by that is, We know we should do it, and we know that it's supposed to be good for us, but we don't necessarily know why. And tonight, I want us to dive into what what is really the goal of being called to be thankful, and how do we move from just one day a year, what do we do with this call to thankfulness the other 364 days, amen? And so, ladies and gentlemen, would you put your hands together and welcome really no stranger to the Life Center family, Pastor Kenton Lee, as he comes and joins with me tonight. Kenton, thank you. Thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, really quick, I, I think most people know this about you, but you've dedicated your life to leading people specifically in this place in worship. You've been on staff now how many years at Life Center? 40 years. 40 years. Amen. 40 wonderful years. And, uh, you know, through, through 40 years, four decades of leading people in worship, how is the idea of worship and thankfulness connected? Uh, I believe that thankfulness is a part of worship. Uh, It's a distinct part of the bigger picture of worship. Uh, Worship can involve various things, more things like praise and confession and lifting your hands, dancing and the like. But thankfulness is a specific part of worship. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, since since we're talking about worship, and you are uh, affectionately referred to as, as our staff as Yoda. I mean, you just have so much knowledge as it comes to worship. Uh, I just want to throw a curveball here at you. Off the top of your head, how many songs do you know that have the call to thanks in them? Oh, I, I was thinking about it today. Uh, hundreds, I think. Hundreds. Uh, hundreds. Uh, can, you, can you name a few? How many of you like to hear Kenton name a few <laughs> songs? Well, uh, I'll, I'll start with the songs we sang tonight. Uh, Tommy sang uh, my tribute, How Can I Give Thanks for the Things You've Done for Me. 
Yeah. To God be the glory. We sang, great is thy faithfulness. We sang, Jesus, we love you. We sang Psalm uh, 23. And even, there, even the newer songs are full of thankfulness. Jaira, king of my heart, uh, give thanks. I love you, Lord. They're all so full of gratitude and thanks. Yeah. And more than just the expression and the singing of the words, really the goal is that it would capture our heart in worship, correct? Yeah, I love that about, about worship. And I think, you know, this last year for you in particular has been a, a unique journey. Um, talk to us a little bit about that journey that you've been on. Uh, yeah, I went for my annual physical, as I normally do every year, and uh, my PSA score was slightly elevated, so they sent me back to get my blood tested again. The gal with the needle said, uh, oh, I, I know you. I sang, and I mean, I danced in the singing Christmas tree when I was in junior high. And and, and I, she's about to stick a needle in you. Yeah, it was it was good. Okay, it was, good. It was, it was good. So I, we laughed about it. And anyway, the second test was a little bit higher. So my uh, uh, GP sent me to a urologist, and Benita and I went into the office for a consult. And he said, "Oh, I've been to the tree. Um, I." Uh, I know you too. So anyway, we had a laugh about that. He told me that um, we needed to do some testing, which we did, and uh, the test came back with uh, some cancer. And uh, so we looked at the options and decided to do uh, uh, radiation. So during the month of November... Actually, the end of uh, October and into November, I underwent 28 days in a row, Monday through Friday, of uh, radiation. Um, going through that process, you, you do a lot of thinking. Mm. Uh, you do a lot of praying. You do a lot of perspective study. Um, I ran into people that I knew again. I, one of, you know, the, the nurse that walked me through everything, uh, uh, she signed on the, on the uh, dotted line uh, after I did for some procedure work, and, and I recognized the last name, and she goes, yeah, I went to school with your daughter over here at Life Christian. <laughs> and, and I was just so blessed that Jesus put people directly in my path every step of the way to prove that he loved me. Yeah. He knew about what I was going through. I'm done with the radiation. Um, uh, everything is fine. Now we just uh, wait patiently and uh, see the results. Yeah. You know, the, the moment where you heard that word, cancer, what what was your immediate response? Because here you are. I mean, you're the you're the professional pastor. You're 40 years into this journey, um, and I think maybe that might be surprising for people to hear that pastors deal with stuff too. Um, 
what was the what was the response when you when you heard the C word, cancer? Um, I was surprised because I have taken great pains through the years to uh, guard my health with uh, as much. Uh, caution as I could, learn everything I could about what's good for me, what's bad for me. Um, there is cancer in my family ancestral tree. So I, I know that it's there kind of in the DNA. But um, when I heard about it, I was, uh, first of all, sh surprised, stunned. Then second of all, um, I'm, I'm a person who uh, tries very hard to learn how to cope quickly with things. And uh, this was such a curveball that I was uh, rather speechless. But I found that when my family, when I explained it to my family, um, I found myself comforting them hmm. as well as they comforting me. Yeah. Because... I knew that I could go through this. I wanted to assure them that I could go through this. Yeah. Those of you who have heard the story have heard me also say that I feel, I believe that, that all of what worship has done for me was a dress rehearsal for this moment. Yeah. That, that Jesus was was there. Everything in my life had filled up that reservoir of Jesus, and now I got to tap into that. Mm, I love that. You know, you had mentioned that the other day when we were talking about this conversation tonight, how your perspective was your whole life has been preparing you for a moment just like that. And I think you know, without that preparation day in, day out of walking in thankfulness, walking in gratitude, cultivating that through worship, spending time with the Lord, knowing that you can trust him. Uh, when we learn to trust him before we're at that point, you know, it, it leads us to that, to that strength that you're talking about. What, where, where did you find yourself going in the scriptures to give you just a sense of peace, a sense of confidence. Where, where did you find your heart and your mind going in prayer as, as you were in that journey? Because I remember the day you, you came into my office, and I could tell you wanted to talk about something important. I knew it wasn't about, you know, football or something like that. There was something serious that you wanted to talk to me about, and you shared that news with me. But even then, I, I remember just seeing and sensing the hope and the faith inside of you. As you were in this journey, you know, the multiple day after day of radiation, what were some of the things that you found yourself going to specifically in scripture? Um, the, the one main scripture that I held to was Psalm 34, 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Hmm. Uh, then I also hung on to some other scriptures, First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. So the, I was contacted to write um, 
a devotional. Uh, it was a book of devotions written by worship leaders. So I was privileged to write one of the days, one of the 365 days. And this is what I wrote about, was that, was that continual praise is so important. So important. Life is not made up of easy all the time. Life has some very tough moments. And praising him in the tough moments is key to getting through them. Yeah, so good. I, I want to reference those scriptures one more time. You said Psalm 34, verse 1. Say it, say it one more time for us. I will bless the Lord at all times. Can we say that together? I will bless, bless the Lord, Lord at all, at all times. times. You mean all times? At all times. All times. <laughs> Anybody else find it easier to bless God at certain times? I feel like there's certain scriptures that we come across, and I'd love to add like a little asterisk to them. Like, well, I'll bless God when it feels good, when it feels comfortable, when everything's going according to my plan. Anybody else ever have that prayer conversation with God going, this wasn't on the to-do list? And what I love about that scripture, how it was an anchor to you, I will bless the Lord at all times, and it continues on. It says what? His praise will always be on my lips. And then First Thessalonians 5.18, you mentioned that one. That says what, Kenton? Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yeah. What I love about this scripture, it's a reminder. It says give thanks in everything, not give thanks for everything. You know the difference, right? Uh, the difference is even when I'm not thankful for it, I can still be thankful in it. And I think that's one of the great missing pieces sometimes in our world in which we live is uh, learning to be thankful even in the midst of something that isn't necessarily uh, packed with joy. Um, Kenton, from, from your perspective, what do you think it is that we often miss when it comes to offering thanks and practicing thankfulness. Psalm 19:14 says, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer." We I think we make the mistake of doing the first part of that, but not the second. Hmm. We we practice lip service all too often. I looked up uh, the word lips and mouth in, in, in praise in the scripture. And there was more than 120 references to the use of your mouth in praise. In just the book of Psalms alone, we find these. Psalm 5115, O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Psalm 63, 3 to 5, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. And then here's the Thanksgiving Day dinner part of it. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. <laughs> Psalm 71, 23. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you. Psalm 119, 171, my lips shall utter praise, for you teach me 
your statutes. So how do we avoid the lip service I'm talking about? We consciously connect our heart and our soul to our mouth. We think deeply about what we're singing, about what we are speaking, what we are reading. We make a decision of our will to let our words come from deep within because it's at that point that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart become pleasing to God. So good, so good. You know, as I think about this approach to Thanksgiving every year, it's one stop in our calendar where we kind of slow down. Okay, yeah, we got to be thankful. You know, many, many families have the tradition, you know, before you get to eat, you have to tell us what you're thankful for. And I found myself, again, just processing, okay, we know we're called to be thankful people. We know that Scripture calls us time and time again to express thanks to God. And so I found myself reflecting this week, how, how do we move from a day of thanks to really the other 364 days? What does that look like uh, to, to have the desire and to begin to design our lives to be thankful? I know the other day when we were on the phone, we were talking about some of this. And um, today I, I just I wanted to share uh, just a few practices that I think are helpful for us in order to move into not just a, a day of thanks, but really a, a lifestyle of thanks. Um, and practice number one is this, thankfulness requires reflection, reflection. And I know I definitely heard that in you, Kenton, as you've been in this journey the last year, unexpected diagnosis, it put you in a place where you had to reflect. You had to reflect on your life. Uh, I'll be the first to attest, man, you have been Mr. Healthy. The way that uh, I remember being a little kid and hanging out with Judson and Jordan, and uh, you, you had some very specific eating patterns. Yeah. Uh, you were the first family I ever met that went to Round Table Pizza, and you ordered your pizza very specifically. I don't know, I don't know yes, if you remember that. Yes, yes. No cheese. No cheese. No cheese. I remember looking at your son going, dude, do you want a piece of mine? But no, no cheese, no cheese. But, you know, all of those steps along the way, and yet this unexpected diagnosis, which allowed you to create space to do exactly, which is one of the practices of moving us to thankfulness, which is reflection, right? You can't be thankful and distracted at the same time. I can't walk in thankfulness and be distracted in what I'm called to be thankful for. And so maybe a question for us to consider tonight, have you thought about what you're thankful for? And how do you put that in front of your life time and time and time again? You know, this afternoon I did a little uh, post on social media and I asked some friends to share some of the things that they're thankful for. And I love some of these responses. Uh, Somebody said, my family, uh, I love this. There was a little girl named Ellie that said, my puppy. And then her brother Ezra said, Legos and daddy. There you go, Garrett. Way to go. Way to raise up your kids. (laughs) Uh, I love this. Somebody said, grace, restoration. Anybody thankful for restoration? Redemption. 
What about community? Anybody more thankful for community this year than other years? Uh, family, for Jesus. Uh, somebody wrote negative COVID tests. Come on, somebody. Amen for that. Uh, just so much. I could go on and on. So much to be thankful for. But the reality is, without reflection, it's hard for us to be thankful. But a second practice is this. Thankfulness it requires not only reflection, thankfulness, it requires direction. It requires direction. Thankfulness needs to be aimed at something or someone. And so I think the question is, what can you aim your thankfulness at? You know, a lot of people, they've started a practice called keeping a gratitude journal. And it's just a simple exercise before you go to bed each night, writing down something that you're grateful for, something that you're thankful for. What are you doing? You are directing your thoughts towards what you appreciate. There was a pastor here who used to say, things you appreciate tend to get better. Things you depreciate tend to get worse. I was, there was a song that my grandma used to sing, and I think she might have heard it sung once or twice in this church. It went a little bit like this. Count your blessings. Can you finish it? Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. See what God has done. And I think we need to understand that thankfulness, it requires reflection, yes, but it also requires direction. And there's something about thinking through and naming the ways that God has blessed your life. Friends, just by the fact that you're in this room or if you're watching online tonight, the fact that you have a way to connect to the internet and join in on this gathering, you have something to be thankful for. There's direction in our thankfulness. But then finally, I think the third practice, which is so vital, is thankfulness it requires expression. It requires expression. Uh, you can't be thankful uh, and, and not have it express itself some way. It's not designed just to stay as an emotional feeling you have. I think thankfulness that isn't expressed, it, it falls flat. There's something more to it. And so I think one of the questions to ask is, how can you move that thankfulness from a feeling to a demonstration. And I think today you've given us some, some keys in that, one of which is, is worship. Um, I think it's important for people to hear and be reminded we don't sing worship every weekend because we, we try to figure out how to fill the time. You know, we don't sit in planning meetings during the week and say, you know, Kenton, we got a half hour to kill. Can you come up with some music or something? No, it really is a part of our spiritual practice. It's cultivating something in us as we remind ourselves who our God is, as we remind ourselves the fact that he's saved us, he's redeemed us, he set us free. Friends, Jesus is alive. Yes. We hold the greatest Amen. story Amen. the world has ever known. And, and the reality is, listen, there's, there's some individuals this year, much like Kenton, you've you've had an unexpected diagnosis, and it's been a challenge. Others of you, you've experienced other types of cancers in your life. Maybe there's cancers in some of your relationships. Maybe there's some cancers in some of your thinking, different things that are seeking to just destroy and, and distract you from the goodness of God. 
And yet, once again, we find ourselves on the evening before Thanksgiving with an opportunity to simply count our blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. Guaranteed, even if this year has been challenging for you, if you step back from those dynamics and you just look at God's fingerprints, friends, you will see the faithfulness and the goodness of a God who loves you. He's for you. And as we said not too many minutes ago, Psalm 34, verse 1. Say it one more time for us, Kenton. Psalm 34, verse 1. Yeah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. So can we do this tonight? Would you join me on your feet? Would you stand with me all across this room? And here's what I'm going to do, Kenton. I'm going to ask you to, to lead us just in a word of prayer. And would you pray with us? Can we collectively just take a moment and express our thanks and our praise to God for his goodness and his faithfulness in our lives. And then after you're done, Kenton, I'm going to close us out, okay? Father, we thank you that you are present not only here, but as we leave this place, as we go our separate ways, as we celebrate this beautiful holiday, Lord, we celebrate you. And we promise, Lord, that someplace in the next 24 hours, we are going to focus on your yes. goodness, yes. your faithfulness. Yes. We are going to be a thankful people, and we're going to let it come from deep within, not just from our lips, Lord, but from our heart. Lord, thank you for all that you do and continue to do. We realize, Father, that Life can be difficult at times. There is no answer to prayer without a struggle. You have created in us the ability to give thanks. And we're going to exercise that because you are good. You are great. You are worthy of our praise. No matter what our situation, yes. we are going to choose to give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Can we thank Pastor Kenton tonight? Thank you so much for sharing your story. And in fact, church, let's do this. Would you just stretch a hand forward? Father, we pray continued health and strength and blessing over Pastor Kenton. God, thank you for the gift that he is to this church, to this body, to this community, to this city. And God, we pray blessing over him. We pray strength in every cell, every fiber, every tissue of his body. And God, I thank you for the testimony tonight from his own lips of your goodness, even in the midst of the journey. God, I pray for others tonight who are walking through their own journey. God, that that same faith would be deposited in their hearts and in their lives. God, we have so much to thank you for tonight. And so, Lord, we pray blessing over Kenton. I pray blessing over each and every individual who's in the middle of the journey. God, the story is not over. Thank you for your faithfulness. And, God, may we choose day in and day out to continue to count our blessings as your people. Jesus, we love you. Come on, church, would you say that with me tonight? Jesus, we love you. 
And we have so much to be thankful for. And so we celebrate you tonight. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Listen, I want to say thank you for joining with us tonight. Thank you for your generosity and bringing bags of groceries. It's going to make a difference. Thank you for being a church that loves our city well. I send you out in God's blessing. Have a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow with family and friends. We'll see you on Sunday. God bless.